Welcome to the podcast. In this episode, I was able to speak with David Harris of Lovesick Radio. Uh, it was a great conversation. It ran a little long, but it's definitely worth listening to. Uh, if you want to uh, take a look, uh, we did an interview with him. Uh, I think it was about two years ago. Uh, it's definitely worth the read, but this is the first time I got to speak with him. And uh, he's, he's a great guy. Uh, great band uh, they, they have toured all over and played with uh, some of the biggest bands out there such as like Justin Bieber uh, Three Days Grace, Hinder uh, and many many others uh, so uh, you will definitely enjoy this and um, thank you for listening Hello and welcome to the podcast today we have David Harris of Love Sick Radio how you doing, David? I'm doing great. How you doing, my friend? Fantastic. It's it's been a great weekend. Um, so uh, so your your band loves it. Radio. Uh, you guys are originally from uh, Ohio, if I remember right. Yeah, the band's originally from Ohio, and some of the guys still live in Ohio, and I kind of go back and forth between Las Vegas and Ohio a lot. So. We kind of like we kind of take both places as homes because because they both like treat us like we're hometown bands. Hmm. It sounds like the band is kind of just part time in uh, in Vegas. Um, what what was the what was the transition to uh, to Vegas for? Was it um, maybe like the uh, like all the venues or, or was there something about Vegas that that you guys liked? Sure that we had at the time was based out of Vegas, and he's like, "You got to come to Vegas. It's close to L.A." and so, you know, we kind of did and it kind of just, you know, some, it just kind of worked out where like some, like we had some member changes and some of the guys were in Ohio. So we just kind of make it work, like, you know, going back and forth. Mm-hmm. So um, what, what kind of the influences have you had uh, from, um, you know, both being in Ohio and um, Vegas? Well, I mean, I, I know when I write, I'm influenced by like places and like just the just the environment and the you know people watching because you kind of like see people. Everybody has their own little stories when you see them, you know. And you kind of like you know when you're just walking through the streets, you're just kind of like looking at people and like you know as a as a songwriter, I guess you kind of think, what's that guy's story? What's that girl's story? You know, it's like because or you know just the environment, the energy of like the buildings or the like lits like in vegas if you're on the strip in ohio it's you know it's a, again totally different vibe because you're more like you can be more in the country and just more laid back and people have their different stories there you know it's just, it's it, you know it's, you kind of just write what you see and like our possibly our next song might be called a song called whispers in a small town which is kind of more about like those small town stories that you uh you hear about or you take in if you live in those places hmm. so you guys have been around since uh 2006 um what's the journey been like from then to now um let's it's weird because uh we a different version of the band was around but was around then and we almost like it was more of a rock band and then our we got with a producer who made us a little more like uh who added a lot who we let our pop side show a lot more and you know we had a great run and some of those guys just got to the point where they didn't want to do it anymore 
And so I started doing some session work with other artists, touring with them, like Haley Steinfeld or, a, you know, Sabian. And we just, and so I was doing that and writing songs and I, I got with my singer now, Troy, and we weren't even really planning on making this like Love's a Great Idea. We were just kind of just doing a recording project. And I played it for a couple of people and they kind of were like, yeah, you guys should really continue doing this. I was like, huh, all right. And then we got a couple of gig offers overseas, like in China, to name one of the places. And we're like, and they want to love sick radio. It's like, you know what? Let's make this love sick radio. And, you know, it's like, and by doing that, it's almost, it, we kind of, you know, kept the name around, but this sound has changed. And we got a lot of opportunities based on some of the work that I've done before. And we just kind of, you know, went out there and just, you know, toured and played any place that would have us. So it's been a weird, it's been like a roller coaster, which is kind of the music industry. It goes up and down. And, you know, it's, for a minute there, it's like, okay, this is going down. Now we're back up. It's like now we're going back up the the big hill again. And especially with our new song, Nothing Left to Lose, we're getting like probably the best feedback on that song than I've had in any other song I've ever done in my career for some reason. So that's really cool. And it's, you know, it's gratifying that people are kind of still digging the music and mm. finding new you know, new fans, I guess you can say. So uh, what is it that you think that people are really connecting to, you know, with that song? You know, it's, I, I think with, as with that song and a lot of our songs that, that are, that are um, the people, the more popular ones we do, or it's just, they're real stories. When we started doing this new project, the new version of it, if you will, I just wanted to keep everything very like honest and you know just relatable and I didn't want to feel like I was putting on a facade playing these songs or because you yeah you can write stock story songs and those are cool but I wanted them to come from real places and like nothing left to lose is a lyric that something that happened to the band and I think a lot of people just living in today's world whether it's on social media if you're chasing your dream and there's always a like you know there's always haters you know we kind of use those as you know the fuel to the fire that's you know to prove them wrong and i just think it's a real story and i think when people hear it they relate it to it and you know it's, it has, it's catchy it has a cool lyric and we had the rival sons keyboard player todd play some keys on it and he just kills it and you know lucky enough to have a guy named kevin shirley who's produced you know black crows aerosmith joe bonamassa iron maiden you know worked with led zeppelin on the remixes on their uh, reissues he mixed the record and you know i think it's just a combination of everything it sounds really it sounds good i'm, I'm very proud of the record so oh yeah well you know i was listening uh, uh to the song earlier and it's really good i was, I was actually watching the video and um I, th there's a there's a there's a lot of really good production you know within it it just it just sounds great so um oh thanks man i really appreciate you saying that that's yeah. really cool yeah it, it really makes me want to listen to the uh to the rest of uh the album honestly um that's that's the good thing i have to send the rest of it to you We're, yeah we have a lot of stuff worked up that we're finishing in the studio right now uh these next 
two songs we'll be putting out we're really excited about as well they're you know if you like nothing left to lose you'll, i think you'll really dig these next ones because it's also they're a different flavor but they're still in the same wheelhouse if you will oh yeah it's it's like uh you, your music is it's like a combination of just you know a lot of different types that that i've liked you know over the years from like you know rock and blues uh and you know just everything together uh it, it's it's a, it's a great combination and um I really like it. So, okay. uh, yeah, you're welcome. And um, so, over the years, you, you guys have uh, shared shared the stage with several like really big uh, big name acts and and played at a, um, a, a several different uh, music festivals. Um, I'm sure you have some interesting stories about that. Anything come to mind? Mm -hmm. Can I actually share that I won't get in trouble there? Um, I mean, like, it's, it's like, you know, all the places are different. You know, we've, you know, got to open up for like Bon Jovi and Kid Rock at Meadowlane Stadium. And that was a wild show in itself, just because it's such as it our first stadium show and it was so big. And we were like so excited to go play. And we started walking to the stage and we were like on the other side of the stadium where the dressing room was. And we're like, you're walking, and our tour manager like was like, where'd you guys go? It's like, because we just left and started walking to the stage. It's like, because they were sending like golf carts to go like pick us up to bring us to the stage to get us there faster. But we're just walking, we don't know where we're going. We kind of got lost a little bit, it's kind of spinal tap, but we finally made it to the stage. And our tour manager's out with the golf carts, and he was just like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> so I don't know. That's you know, it's it's kind of a stupid story, but it's you know. If, in our eyes, it's, it's as adds that experience and pulling in there for the first time. And, you know, it's like, what, what are we doing? Um, yeah. I know that was, that was, we've been there a bunch and, the, you know, every time we've played there, we've played between like around 80,000 to a hundred thousand people. And such a different experience because the people, you know, they don't, you know, the younger people speak English, but then pretty well, but the older people don't as much. And so you're playing your songs and, you know, you're seeing it like translate to these people that don't speak your language. And it's just, it's it kind of shows you the power of music, I guess. And that's really, really cool. Just, you know, just something like it's, you're in a foreign country and you're seeing that you're bringing, you're making those people smile and have fun. And you're like, they don't know what I'm saying, but they're really digging it. So it's, it's, that's, that's pretty wild to me. I guess I don't know. That's one of the to me. It's those are crazy stories, just because it's in my mind. You know, they're kind of boring to listen to, but that I'm allowed to share with everybody. But you know, they're just because it's such a different experience. And when you're writing these songs in your bedroom or wherever, and then you're finally playing them on stage and you're going around the world playing them, and you're like, "What in the hell are we doing? How is this song that we were just coming up with?" that we dug relate and connect so many people and got us to this point. So I don't know, that's, pretty, that's cool to me, I don't know. No, I, I mean, it, it really is. And I, I know, you know, myself, I, I listen to, you know, music from all over the world. And, and the thing that I connect with uh, is, you know, not the lyrics because I don't understand what they're saying, but, uh, but the, the feeling that I get like mu music, is a, a way to convey emotion and yes. the more uh, real and genuine you are 
the better that comes across and, and the more I tend to latch onto it. And I, I think that's probably what was really happening um, when you guys are out there, like the fans are connecting to you and you're connecting to them. And it's just, you know, just makes, um, you know, like a, a world of awesomeness at that moment, you know? Oh yeah, I do. I, you, yeah, totally. You totally get it. Yeah. I mean, it's, again, it's about the feeling you said it, but you said it in a great way. It's about the feeling the song makes you feel. I mean, I remember being a kid and my mom dragging me to rock concerts from all these like bands that she loved and the feeling I, I got from listening to hearing that music and made me want to make music, maybe want to play shows and, you know, get the same reaction that these bands were getting from these, this crowd. So yeah, I totally, you said it very, very eloquently, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. I, I try. Sometimes, sometimes it works out. So, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you, you kind of uh, made me think of something. So, uh, you saw, you know, several, you know, concerts growing up. Um, were there any that kind of, uh, you know, took hold that really, you know, uh, is in a special place in your heart? Oh yeah, for sure. There's, I mean, man, like off the top of my head, there's probably three that really, like, I think, affected me and sent me on this path. One was like seeing Aerosmith. And I was like in the back, as far as you could possibly be in this next stadium. And they look so small, but I loved my, you know, just, I love that band. It's like one of my favorite bands. And it just, you know, I don't think they had any screen. They might have a couple of screens, but it was, just, it was, just, I just remember them being super small and being so far away and thinking, this is awesome. <laughs> but, um, and that's, I think, cause they just sounded so good. It was just, you know, just this five piece band and well, I guess six piece they had a keyboard player. And they just sounded so good and had so much energy. And another one was the Black Crows on uh, the Southern Harmony record, I believe. That stage production was just awesome. And I also remember for some reason, like I was sitting, watch, I was really young, and my mom was like the, was with me, and somebody next to her hand like was trying to hand her like a some like a, a joint to smoke, and she's like, "No, thank you, I'm with my son." I don't know. I can't believe I remember that because I was like so little, but that's, uh, you know, just, just the vibe because it was in a theater and like the Christmas lights and how they played because that's one of, one of the times when that band was like on fire on that second record. Um, and then also she took me to see one of her favorite bands, which is like, is like Poison. And I think Leonard Skinner played with them too. And well, I think I, that was my first concert. And one of the reasons I like that show so much because it made me want to play, do shows because it looked fun. And also it was the first time I ever saw like breasts because the, the girl with the biggest breasts could go backstage. So all these girls were like flashing and I was like a sprinkler. My mom's like reaching for my eyes, trying to cover them. It's like, no, you know, but it was like, I was at one of those moments where I kind of affected like rock and roll chicks. Interesting. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, those two things definitely go together. <laughs> it sounds like you've had, you know, a lot of really good times, like, you, you know, before being in a band and, you know, now being in one. Uh, so that's, that's fantastic. Um, with you seeing, you know, a lot of uh, concerts like that at a young age, I'm, I'm sure you're, you know, as you mentioned that your, your interest in music, you know, probably started at a young age. Um, what, what was uh, like the first instrument that you tried to learn? Well, I, I always wanted to play guitar. My mom 
tried to make me take piano lessons. And I was just like, no, I want to play guitar. And I took a couple of piano lessons and then she finally gave me, got, it's like, okay, we'll get you a guitar. I didn't take lessons with the guitar. I just kind of used my ear and like just messed around and that kind of, and slowly progressed and read magazines about like how Jimmy Page plays. Cause I use a lot of weird tunings and so does he, Keith Richards. Um, but uh, yeah, I was just like, but once I started playing guitar, I was like, okay, piano, I can play piano now because I'm not being forced to do it, I guess, because I kind of seemed like a chore. And like, to me, music wasn't a chore. It was something that was very like personal to me that affected me. And I didn't want to tell me, somebody to make me work on something I didn't want to work on. I wanted to work on, I wanted to write songs. That's why I wanted to play guitar. I just, I started writing songs immediately. I had a little like yellow notepad that for some reason I hid underneath my couch downstairs like i don't know if i thought nobody would find it underneath there it was very stupid because you know everybody's looking at it. my mom found it like probably the next day when she was cleaning but you know was, i just wanted to write songs i just wanted to do that i didn't want to be taught like the right scales to play which i you know, probably looking back would be very helpful <laughs> now because i don't know what i'm doing but uh but that's probably what i like about music though too it's like falling on your face why like we're using weird tuning because i don't want to know the proper voicings to use i want to put my hands places and feel it like what what why does this riff feel cool here you know it's, i just i love creating and i think for me knowing not knowing what i'm doing lets me be more creative because i feel like i'm opening myself up to any possibility i'm not falling for like okay falling into the trap of okay i know the g chord safe to a c add nine yeah it's safe and it's been done and I, I could be using those same chords on an open tuning guitar or whatever but it's, it will feel slightly different just because of the voicings and maybe how i'm playing the chord which might not be technically the correct way or something and I, I think i answered your question i don't know maybe i didn't answer your question no no that, that was a perfect answer so <clears throat> which um you know that that kind of makes me think of something else uh you know when you're talking about chords you know one thing that um <clears throat> that I, i've heard is that there are four chords that um you know the most popular of like every genre you know always uh use and um for some reason you know people latch on to that is is, is there any kind of like chords or anything that um you think maybe draw people to your music that's a good question. I don't, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I know certain chords make you feel certain ways, you know, like a D minor is, is very sad sounding. So you play that and you're already putting the audience into a, a more of a melancholy feel and, or mood. So, I mean, I don't know. Like I, I try to like, for me, I like, I like to feel the music to feel kind of like reckless a little bit. So like I, and you know, reckless and kind of just, and have you groove i want you to tap your foot so whatever i can do and that's more me it's more beat driven but i like if i know if you can listen to a song and i see somebody's foot tapping i know i did my job because i think that's what makes a good song and like to me what song because the song music i love and songs i listen to and what i try to want to compete with band wise you know if i don't write a song as great as like back in black if for you know for example it's like to me it's like that song's amazing but it makes your foot move, you know, it has a and but it makes your foot move. Like, and that's one great thing about ACDC, almost all their songs make your foot move. 
you know, that's what they're like, they're the kings of that. And that's, I wanted to kind of have that in my music, but also on, you know, as, you know, I just want people to feel and have a good time. And not really, I don't want to bring people down, but I know we have a couple slow songs that lyrically might do that, but I just want, I guess, I, I guess I want them to feel anything good or bad. So that is probably what makes you guys so good. I mean, um, you know, as I was mentioning earlier, I mean, people, you know, tend to, you know, like latch on to like what's real and, um, and um, genuine. And um, when, when you're putting that into your music, you know, the, you know, those, the, those bands that you were just talking about, like, like when they play, there's just something about that music that is just so real and, and, and just, you know, grabs your attention. I, I know like a lot of times, you know, I've heard, I've heard some songs and it just kind of made me stop what I was doing for, you know, sometimes a second, sometimes, you know, the full length of the song. And it just makes you want to, you know, like get into the vibe of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. It happens to me all the time. I mean, I'm a, I'm a music junkie. So I just like, I, I totally know what you're talking about and I hopefully you know we're we have hopefully we get lucky and have a few songs that do that to somebody you know get them to stop and listen whether it's for a second or like you said a full song or you know maybe it'll have the opposite effect to make them change the channel you know either way I guess we got an emotion out of it oh yeah <laughs> yeah well I mean it to, to me like the the bands that you know make me feel something are always the 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 best and you know, um, like so some of my favorites, like uh, you know, Nine Inch Nails, Rob Zombie. Oh, great! Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, um, all three of Maynard's bands, um, which I, I don't know if you've ever seen his band, uh, uh, Pussifer, uh, played before. I have but not. It is a weird, almost theatrical um, experience. I actually saw it in a theater in Atlanta, and it was the most unusual thing I've ever seen. And it was, it was great because of that that's awesome i mean i saw tool when i was like really young and there there was like they're playing it's like a lapalooza mm -hmm. and they're awesome and there's like no there's like 10 people watching them because they're like on a side stage mm -hmm. and i was like and they're just like the, the, something about that band is i don't know if it's the they almost like hypnotic riffs that they have or something and the, the grooves are very hypnotic to me i guess how to explain them mm -hmm and the cool melodies but yeah they're just a killer band yeah they they are a very complicated band i think that kind of plays into it because you know all of the effort and work they put into you know every aspect of of it from you know from the from the music to the lyrics i mean like people have figured out like like math and like crazy puzzles you know, yeah yeah i mean like tool fans kind of are out there a little bit uh it's funny because like our music is like the total opposite we i try to go for like what what is the simplest way to get this point across and if like we have a, like a riff or something i'll try to not i'll try to just keep making it a little more the simplicity because i just want it to be catchy and have space and which is you know, kind of the opposite of what they do it's kind of it's just funny this music is just i just love music man just the how much different stuff that there is how different ways to go about it to get to where you're going with it i don't know it's, it's i think it's all i think it's awesome sorry um, oh yeah oh yeah i mean it's it's a it's an art like anything else you you're you are literally you know painting a picture with sound 
And oh, it's Nate, what, you still there? Yeah, I said, I said, I'm sorry. I just said, totally agree. Yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, it's, it's amazing. Like, like I wish I, you know, I wish I had the kind of uh, talent that you guys have. I, you know, I, I tried to uh, learn, you know, guitar years ago. I still have one, but it's really, it's really difficult and you got to take a lot of time and energy and effort to learn it. And um, I always, always appreciate, um, you know, anyone who, who takes that time and effort and, and really makes something out of it. And then, you know, if you can, you know, do what you guys did, which is, you know, play with these, you know, huge big name bands like, you know, Kid Rock, Bon Jovi, you know, plays these huge festivals. I mean, it, it just blows my mind, you know, how, you know, you can just start as a kid, you know, learning to play guitar. And next thing you know, you're on like a giant stage with a huge band, you know? Oh yeah. It's, it's amazing what a, like what a dream can do. It's, you just, if you just chase it and people are going to tell you no, and you're just like, well, you might tell me no, but maybe this other guy will tell me yes. You know what I mean? It's you just kind of go, yeah, you know, just, I don't know. I never, I've had so many people like say, you can't do that. You can't do this. And I'm just like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll prove you wrong. Just to me, it's like fuel or the fire. And I love, I don't know. I love proving this, proving people wrong and like chasing those dreams. And cause when, you know, they happen like just little things and even like talking to you, it's like when I was a kid, I never thought I'd be doing stuff like this. I wanted to do stuff like this, do an interview and just, as you know, just you read those like Rolling Stones or guitar magazines and these your people you look up to and they're, you know, doing these interviews. You're like, I want to do that one day. You know, and you just kind of set out yourself on this course, you know, like, okay, this is my trajectory. It's did I say that right? Probably not. But I'm going this way and hopefully I make it. But mm -hmm. yeah, no, it's it's just amazing. It's like, you know, it's and anybody can like do it. Like you, you know, you want to interview bands, you know, and you're interviewing bands. You know, it's like that's to me is this amazing what you know as us as human beings what we can accomplish and do if we just put our mind to it. Oh yeah, it, and it it takes it takes it takes you know all that work and all that time and all that effort you got to put into it, you know, um, to to get to the point where you are, and you know the the people who realize that and and do all of that are are going to make it. You know, um, you know, whether it's like, you know, mid-level or, you know, film, you know, top of the world, um, you know, if, if you really have that drive, you can, you can push it to probably almost anywhere. I, I believe anyway. No, I, I, I totally agree, man. It's like, there's moments where I'm like, I was talking to my singer when we were traveling overseas one time, we're on a plane where I'm like, Dude, can you believe what we're doing right now? This is just blows my mind. <laughs> we're going to another country to play rock and roll music. You know, we're playing our music to other people. And they want, some of them want to hear it. So it's like, it's, it's, it's insane. It's, it's a crazy world. Hmm. Where, where has, uh, where are some of your favorite places to, to play? Like, you know, all over the world. Man, every place is so different. Like, you know if it's in i love it's in america you know you, like all the audience are just like different states are different you know like the california audience like la is kind of hard but it makes you work a little harder maybe 
because they're jaded because they seem at all midwest is fun because i feel like those those people don't get the bands all the time so they're sometimes can be more appreciative of it um i love the northeast because it's it's beautiful and there's great like the buildings like in boston for instance low plan boston just you know not for you know for the people and also the food great food um you know it's, and i don't know i really like playing in asia like because i think it's, it's such a different culture like going to japan and china and singapore and south korea it was pretty badass that was experience for the first time uh and, you know fuck man there's like really like all the places are different there's something about every city as maybe as a as i don't feel like i don't want to be like a cop-out answer to give you like oh it's the city's the best but like there's so many different things about the different places you play that are just that make it that day pretty amazing whether you know just that sightseeing if you get a chance to look around the city because every city has something about it that's pretty you know magical if you will or just unique whether it's the people or the buildings or the food you know there's every in every place is different you know the uk is awesome but yeah i guess if i'm forced to give you an answer maybe like like you know japan and china just because it's such a different thing from america and i and it's and to me that's pretty it's crazy to be over there playing rock and roll music doing and they speak a different language you know that's actually one of the reasons i i want to um <clears throat> to go to both you know china japan uh mostly japan though um like one of my favorite movies um is a movie it has bill murray and it's called uh, lost in translation have you seen that one great movie yeah my my favorite scene in it is is when he is doing the um the the commercial and he's he's sitting there and you know he he you know grabs his uh his bottle of i mean his his a uh, glass of whiskey and he takes a drink and he says his line and then they cut and then uh he he talks to the translator and goes um so the next time i do this should i you know do it with my right hand again or do it with my left like like what what does direct the director want, want me to do and you know she turns around and asks him the question and the director's like you know you know speaking in japanese going um it doesn't matter i don't care he can use the right hand he can use his left hand just you know whatever and then she just turns back to him and goes he said use your right hand <laughs> <laughs> and and he was like is is that all he said and she was like yeah and to, to me that that's just kind of you know, I don't know if it's something weird about me, but I just kind of want to be in a situation like that to where, you know, I, I know there's something going on, but I got to kind of figure it out, you know? Yeah. Well, if you, if you go to Japan, man, go to Shibuya, Tokyo, it's, it's kind of like the New York, you know, Times Square of Tokyo, Shibuya. There's like a, a million people. I have some cool pictures I could send you where just like, I got to sightsee there a little bit. And it's like, there's, there's so many people, you're kind of across the road and it, tur like, it turns to the green for people to cross. And it's like all these people. And it's like, wow, there's all these fucking people here. And there's, you know, these restaurants and this like the, it's just a, such a different place. And it's like, kind of like you are, you're trying to figure out what's going on. Like, how do I get my work my way through this? And, you know, and you're, 
they give you an English menu if you need one and you know, you're pointing, you're hoping that, you know, sometimes if they speak English, great, but a lot of them don't. So you're just like, I hope I order that right. Mm-hmm. I might like my, my drummer who was a, who is a, he has like a, he has, he has to eat, he can't eat like a certain foods. So when we tour, he has to bring, find the country we plan and he has to print out like this little thing say, please don't mix these items. Cause I will, it'll be very bad on my stomach if you cook it like this. So I feel bad for him because he's always like, kind of like, oh my God, it's like a, he's always crossing his finger. Like, I hope that worked. That's definitely unfortunate for him. I, I mean, like uh, uh, the the best thing about, you know, experience in other cultures, it, you know, can be, you know, the food and, you know, finding that variety. And then uh, I, I know, you know, several people that are kind of limited as to what they eat, you know, just as your drummer is. And yeah. uh, I, I just, I couldn't imagine, you know, what it would be like to, to live like that because it, to me, it just, it's almost like it takes a part of, out of your life's experience in some way. Oh, no, it's, I totally agree. I mean, it does. Cause he's like, always has to be careful and you just can't try things. You know, it's like, what's this taste like? I don't know. I'll try it. You can't do that. He has to think about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it kind of takes the spontaneity away from it, but yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I feel for him, but he gets by pretty well. So he's a, uh, he's handling it for, you know, as best he can in those situations. Well, I mean, that's, that's all you can do, you know, and uh, I'm sure he's, you know, pretty happy with, um, with the way things are. So, um, oh, not complaining. Yeah. so uh, let, let's, let's talk more about, um, uh, about this, uh, the song, nothing left to lose. Uh, was there anything in particular that inspired you guys to, you know, write this song? Um, yeah. We're, we're the music came first actually that's one of the for they wrote that like you know music for that like a couple of years ago i was walking to the gym from in vegas just like you know people watching and there's like a certain energy that was happening that day which kind of inspired like the riff and then groove of the song and lyrically we're in vegas you know again and my we were doing doing this thing where we're you know we kind of got a little bit of you know this kind of the, the haters if you will you know and my singer's like yeah we're just going to go for it you know who cares you know people are not going to be happy with us or you know or, or like us doesn't matter we're just going to go for it you know and it's kind of like it's kind of what the song is about like you got nothing to lose let's go for it you know people aren't might not like it who cares you can't please everybody but at the end of the day, if you're if you enjoy what you're doing, that's all that matters. So it's kind of you know in a roundabout way, that's what the song is about. These kind of situation that we saw in Vegas was that's when we wrote it about that experience. You know, because we you know we play straight ahead rock and roll, and like sometimes we get thrown onto these these bills where uh, you know either the bands are a lot heavier than us, which is cool, or the other way, it's kind of hard to put us some places sometimes because we just we don't fit in a lot of times just because, you know, we kind of play rock and roll, straight ahead rock and roll and it kind of has a Southern tent in some of the songs, but, you know, we just want people to have fun and dance if they want or sing along. And we play with these heavier bands and 
we get a lot of looks sometimes like what's this what the fuck's this band doing with playing some slide guitar you know and uh having some piano going on it's because a lot of bands don't do that anymore sadly but you know it's you just do the best you can and enjoy it and you know what are you going to do that's at the end of the day you got to live with yourself you don't want to see them once they or they might not like you who cares I've always been the kind of person that like when I go to these shows and, you know, the like the opening bands are, you know, their, their music is, you know, very, un, very unlike the, uh, the band that you're there to see. Uh, I'm, I'm always kind of drawn to them. Like I, I saw a band, uh, I think it was at, actually at that tool concert in Jacksonville I went to. And uh, I believe one of the opening acts was a band called, uh, I think it was called Melt Banana. It was a Japanese okay. band, and um, it was it was so it was so crazy. I, I mean, and you know, it kind of opened my mind a little bit. And that's that that's that's what's good about you, you know being you know the different person on the stage is is that you're opening up minds. Like you are, you know, letting people say, "Hmm, that's an interesting sound." And I, I'm I'm sure you guys get a lot back from that as well. Well, yeah, I mean, that's like, that's what kind of what I'm saying. It's like, you know, they might look at us kind of funny, but like, we're going to win them over. That's our goal. We're going to, we're going to sound as, we're going to sound as powerful as we can. Cause you know, we may not be as heavy as some of these other bands, but when we play, it's going to hit you in the chest because we're going to play with power and passion and a lot of attitude. So it's like, there's a band that we've had people come up like, you know, I wasn't sure about you guys. But then they really enjoyed it because it, the music does speak from a very like honest place and it, it makes you kind of move a little bit. So you like, cause you like when we're playing, you start to see people in the audience start to move their heads up and down a little bit. Like the guys in the back with their arms crossed all of a sudden are like bopping a little bit. You're like, okay, we're doing our job. They're, loose, they're getting loosened up. And by the end of the set, we usually have them about 99 98% of the time there's sometimes where you know what you just can't win them all but we always give the you know we always give 100% so hopefully we uh change their mind eventually if not that time well i'm sure you guys have picked up a lot of fans along the way you know just just about being the you know the different band on stage oh yeah i'm not yeah i'm not i'm not saying anything negative or anything like that it's, i'm just saying it's like we just we when we play it to an audience that's definitely there to see somebody else or as a totally different type of music, they're going to still get a great show because we pride ourselves on that. And they're going to get, you know, we're, we don't even, we don't like, what's the word I'm looking for? We don't, uh, we don't take this stuff for granted. We don't take those moments for granted. Those audiences for granted. We don't, we just, we just want to give them the best 30 minutes that they can get if we're opening <laughs> so that's that's really the best way to be honestly because you, you know most of the bands you, you know i've listened to over the years whether they're big or small um you know my, my favorite ones is, is like when when they um when you, you can tell that they really appreciate the audience i mean um you know like rob zombie he's he's a good example of that like you know he'll he'll stop at some point and like, you know, try to get the crowd involved. And then the last time I saw him, this was years ago, um, he actually like 
you know, got off the stage and walked around and like shook people's hands. And I mean, it, it was so awesome, you know, you know, being in the presence of someone like that, who, you know, is, you know, the big name, but appreciates every little fan they have. And oh, yeah. that's, that, that to me, you know, means a lot more than, you know, uh, this one musician who I'm not going to name who um, just did not like the crowd. And, um, and because he didn't like the crowd, he didn't put on a good show and the crowd didn't like him back. So, I, I mean, when you're more appreciative, it, you know, it, to me, I, I think it kind of draws them more to you than anything else. I mean, I agree. I mean, like I said, people, I mean, there's, you know, there's rock stars and all that kind of stuff, but I think what people relate to more and like what is a band on stage that is on like their level, Mm -hmm. you you know, like, you know, you want these Rob Zombie, like he puts on a killer show and there's tons of lights. So he still puts on that theatrical thing, but yet it's a real, real guy up there. And he's definitely, he definitely doesn't take, those shows for granted or those moments where he's all those people paid money to come see him because you know it's like you know there's a million bands out there they could be somewhere else that night you got to give them a reason to come back mm-hmm. you take those people for granted they won't be there oh, yeah. you know we i mean we when people like come to multiple shows that we do when we're able to tour or whatever that always blows my mind that they've traveled that far to come to the next show and they just saw us the night before you know i was trying to make a point i might go out my way to say hey good to see you guys again you know because you know that's like you know, that's we as performers we appreciate that like that's 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 amazing you know it's like people we affected their you know they like the band that much they're going to take the time to travel you know I, I can take the time to say hello and thanks for coming again you know Oh, yeah. So um, let me ask you, um, you know, one other question. So uh, you guys also put out that video, which which I you know I mentioned I, I watched uh, earlier. And, you know, there's a lot of really good, you know, production, you know, and visuals, you know, in that video. Like um, what uh, what all did you guys do to to um, to, you know, get that video made um, and what kind of input did you have in it? Um, well, for the for the lyric video for "Nothing Left to Lose," as I'm, I'm, I'm assuming the one you're talking about, we uh, I wanted to capture a certain like vibe with the colors because a lot of the lyric videos I was watching were very dark, and the people we were talking to were sending us samples, and all the samples were very like dark. And we're not a very dark band, so I wanted to do something kind of like that kind of had like a '70s type feel. If you watch it again there's this like these some of the backgrounds it's, it's very like 70s because i just you know just like a lenny kravitz type of thing or whatever or the black rose mm-hmm. i wanted to kind of that vibe in the lyric video because we're, we're actually going to shoot a, a real video for that song as well um but yeah for like lyric videos this, i just wanted to capture a certain feel and just visual like color i just i, I didn't want it to be dark because i don't think the song is dark at all the song is kind of of a hope, hopeful song mm-hmm. so that's what we kind of went for with the lyric video 
Well, I mean, it's it's a great video. I mean, um, you know, I, I like you know real videos uh, uh, better, of course, but it's always interesting to see you know the the lyric videos because sometimes they're honestly kind of boring to watch but this one's interesting like it um it kind of the last video that i can remember seeing like that was actually one that um weird al had put out like years ago um can't remember the name of the song but it, it was sort of like in the same vein as as like how you guys did yours so so i i, I really like it and whoever Thanks, who, whoever you guys work with on that shake their hand again Tell them that there's at least one guy out there who's thinks they did a great job. I'll, I'll, I'll let him know. I have to talk to him actually later because we're talking about our second lyric video, which is a uh, I'm excited about for a different song. So for the actually the, like the whispers in a small town song, like I mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. we're doing we're doing a lyric video, but we're also capturing some of the like a performance within it. But it's going to be very not your typical performance type video. So I'm like I'm like. It should be cool. I mean, in theory, it should be cool. Hopefully, if he can pull it off, I have to talk to him, see if my idea works or not. He might tell me I'm crazy and to you know go back to the drawing board. Well, you know, it's just coming up with the idea itself is is a great part of the process. And, and crazy ideas are not always bad ideas. Sometimes they're the best, you know. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward to to seeing. You, you know what the next videos you guys put out uh, look like uh, and you know whether it's another lyric video like this or, or like a real video I'm, I'm sure they're going to be fantastic I mean um, I, I really like what you guys are doing well thanks man yeah I mean I'm, I'm excited to, to get some more visual stuff out there because I, I mean as you know people today watch with their eyes as well as as well as their ears and so I, I think it's just it's such isn't it such an important thing and it's fun honestly to try to capture what the song is in a visual way and you know it's like i'm looking forward to working with some of the directors we're talking to to have, see what their vision for something is versus like you know what's their interpretation of the song visually so i mean that's to me it'll be fun so hopefully you enjoy the next ones I, you know for sure oh yeah i'm sure i will i'm 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 gonna keep an eye out for them uh so uh, was there like anything you know coming up that you want to talk about um i would you know right now like we're kind of in a holding pattern for shows we have some stuff we hopefully be able to mention soon some festival stuff and bigger shows but we're just waiting on the word obviously with everything going on this year everybody you know who, who knows what's going on with shows we have, you know we're playing some smaller shows coming up but the bigger ones are hopefully not soon but i know like the first show we're playing actually is in may may 20th for a radio station in ohio called qfm 96. so i'm looking forward to that show just to be able to play again i think it's been about a year so that's going to be exciting just to you know shake the rust off of us and hopefully get people moving um but coming up we i like to you know just the, the you know nothing left to lose songs out there it's everywhere it's been added to a bunch of playlists um, so that's kind of exciting more people are hearing it um the next song i, I believe is going to be a song called whispers in a small town which is a very it's a very rock and roll song it's a very cool riff and lyrically there's like it tells a really cool story 
and plus there's talk box in it you know that's kind of cool when's the last time you hear a talk box in a song mm. um and it's it's very just kind of in your face rock and roll song and uh so i'm looking forward to that one yeah me too i mean it, it definitely sounds like it's it's going to be uh an interesting sound to it so and that's that's what i like yeah, you know, it's it's very it's very again, it's like our music is very stripped down. We I put when we're going to produce it, we put like the bare minimum of stuff that we can put into it to make it work. Cause I just want it to because we, you know, I just want it to be real. And you know, if we can't play it live, if we're you know, we we won't play it. We, you know, if we can't put the stuff on it to play it live, I should say, because we don't use tracks or anything. We're very live band. I'm not knocking other bands that use tracks. That's not our thing. We're very a live band. So when we try to make these songs, we want them to feel live and for us to be able to cover the stuff when we play it. So it's going to be cool, though. I mean, I, I think it'll do it. I'll, I'll try to, I got your email address. I'll send you a, a rough version of it. You can tell me what you think. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> that it's, it's, always, it's always great to you know, hear something um, you know, fresh like that. So uh, yeah, yeah, definitely do that. Yeah. And the, and there's another song we just cut. It's called Last Goodbye, which should probably be the third single coming up, which has like a cool horns in it and great piano lines. It's it's very, it's very like almost like Stones meets ACDC. It's it's interesting, the the mixture. But it's a great lyric and a great hook. So I'm, I think people are really gonna dig this song. I can't wait to get that one out. Well, I'm 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 sure a lot of people are gonna be looking forward to that as well. Cool, man. Um, so, uh, do you have any like socials or, uh, that you want to, you know, Oh, it's good. You know, good thing. I'm terrible at always like remembering the stuff to say it, but yeah, you know, if on Twitter at lovesick radio, Facebook lovesick radio band, Instagram at lovesick radio, pretty much you can find us anywhere with lovesick radio or lovesick radio band. So wherever like you're searching for us, like whatever social you use, TikTok, lovesick radio, um, I think those are the main ones. Yeah, Instagram, Love Radio, Twitter, Love Radio as well. So yeah, check us out wherever you are on social media. We're probably there somewhere. All right. Well, that's um that's really all I have for you, unless you had something else. That's it, man. I really appreciate your time. Mm -hmm. I, I appreciate yours. I mean, this has been a really, really great conversation. Awesome, man. And I'll I'll try to I'll probably maybe tomorrow I'll send you that song. You can check it out. And this it has yet, so it's, this is the unmastered version of it. All right. Well, I'll I'll definitely um you know keep my eye open for that because I want to want to check it out. All right, brother. I appreciate your time, and I'll talk to you later. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks, Bye. man.